your ride ready for spring driving with Dobbs Spring Break Deals. Money saver deals you can use on Goodyear, Pirelli, Cooper, Michelin, and General Tires. Expert auto service, too. Click on GoToDobbs.com for spring break deals now. For over two decades, E&B Granite has been St. Louis's trusted name for kitchen, bathroom, and outdoor space renovations that are guaranteed to bring new life into your living spaces. Their skilled team will provide you with personalized customer service, fast turnaround times, and prices you won't find with big box stores. Support local and schedule free consultation at enbgranite.com or call them at 314-645-9300 or better yet, stop by the showroom and explore their massive inventory. Again, that's enbgranite.com. It's time for the Rutherford Report on 101 ESPN. Anything you folks want to know about the fascinating world of pro hockey, here we go. So today, Michelle and I are going to hop on a plane for Canton, Ohio, to cover the induction of Dick Vermeil into the Pro Football Hall of Fame. And Jeremy Rutherford, a.k.a. Shaggy, used to cover the uh, St. Louis Rams with us. He was the... Uh, he worked with Jim Thomas at the Post-Dispatch covering the Rams. He's with us now on the Brown and Crouppen Celebrity Line. JR, it's always good to talk to you. What's your favorite Dick Vermeil memory or story? Oh, it was such a great time being out there at Rams Park. And I was like the 85th guy on the totem pole. I was just out there, uh, you know, shagging quotes for, you know, Jim Thomas and some of these other folks watching you in action, Randy. And, you know, I know you're not looking for a compliment here, but to see you uh, operate out there was a, a good learning tool for me. Um, you know, I think just attending the uh, the weekly press conferences and listening to Dick uh, answer the questions, of course, his famous uh, quote about Kurt Warner, will rally behind him. I still recall going home that night and my wife saying, why is everybody down on the situation? This Kurt Warner guy is going to be fine. And I said, you don't understand. You don't <laughs> understand. Trent Green was uh, going to be amazing, and this is not going to work out now. And she said, oh, it'll be fine. And she still reminds me of that today. So um, just <laughs> – Watching a, a Hall of Fame coach, Dick Vermeil, uh, handle things uh, was something I'll never forget. Jared, can we get the story behind Shaggy? <laughs> you know what? Um, I f- it feels weird now because I'm 47. I feel like I'm one of the older guys down there. But uh, at the time, when I started at the Post-Dispatch, I was 19 years old covering high school sports. And then, you know, I think by my early 20s, they said, hey, you want to go out to Rams Park and help? And I said, yeah. Well, I can't grow a beard for anything. I mean, these guys grow beard in the month of November, and uh, I'm like, yeah, I can't do it. And so at the time, I'm in my early 20s, and I have like this orange-reddish peach fuzz on my chin, and that's all it would grow. I remember Bernie Gurko telling me one time, get rid of that. You know, like, get, <laughs> get rid of that. But, but I think it was uh, the Rams PR staff, maybe Rick Smith. Uh, I know R.B. Falstrom probably involved in that, but uh, they all looked at me. Uh, with that little red peach fuzz on my chin and started calling me Shaggy. Hey, uh, Shaggy. Yeah, I, I guarantee that was Rick Smith. <laughs> so Rick, Rick Smith was the greatest PR director of all time. I hope he's there this weekend. But I, I just want to pass this story along because this was the essence of PR. It was during that time, about 03, where we found out that the weapons of mass destruction, the the evidence was not there. And Iran didn't have weapons of mass destruction. And Rick Smith comes out to the football media and says, you know, I I wish I would have been Bushy's PR guy because I just would have gone up to the podium and said, look, Bushy blanked up. (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> he, he was great. He was great. And gosh, I wish I could tell you about three more, but they're just not suitable for radio. Oh, well, how did you do that off air, JR? And what a press conference that would have been, oh, Randy. Have, if you talk about the, the quintessentially perfect presidential spokesman, Rick Smith, would because he was so blunt and so honest but so fun, he would have been perfect for that job. Yeah, and you got the voice nailed down perfect. I think a few of those, uh, what was the lunch day? Was it Tuesday or Wednesday? Wednesday, I yeah. Remember, but, uh, yeah, and here I'm, you know, early 20s and probably pushing 280 at the time, and Rick Smith is like, uh, hey, Shaggy, uh, you just coming out for the lunch or what, buddy? <laughs> <laughs> what a line. And every time you got you say Shaggy, I want to say, it wasn't me. I mean, at the time, JR, I'm sure it was great. So you mentioned that your wife, when Trent Green went down, he's injured, he's out for the season, and Kurt Warner gets the job. She's like, it's cool. Everything's going to be fine. Did you have that same reaction when the Blues didn't bring David Perron back? Because you have a great piece up at The Athletic about the 15 most disappointing departures in Blues history. David Perron coming in at number eight. I'm hoping your wife might have had that same reaction and that she might be right about that one, too. Yeah, yeah. Let me uh, touch on that in one second, but it's so funny that you're asking that question right now because I am literally at a bread company here in St. Louis, and I'm answering mailbag questions from the readers. And, you know, I sent out this uh, inquiry saying, hey, send me your questions several weeks ago. But because of the Matthew Kachuk situation, because of the David Prawn situation, the mailbag's been pushed back. So, the question that I'm sitting down, I stepped away from my laptop just a minute ago. The answer is some fan is saying, tell me what's going on. You know, David Prime's not coming back. Tell me everything's going to be okay. And so I'm trying to formulate that answer uh, as we speak, Michelle. But, um, you know, yeah, we did that list this week and uh, the most disappointing departures of all time. And some people may have seen the story, but uh, David Prime, we have eighth on that list. You know, you can debate the list, you know, till you're blue in the face and, they're all disappointing departures. You know, this is one that I think is going to be tough for the Blues. I think because you're in your championship window now, even if it takes a two-year deal, you know, David Prawn's probably a guy you need to bring back. I don't think any of us saw his game diminishing whatsoever. Now, the one thing we've been saying for a couple weeks now, you know, what's going on behind the scenes? Could they get Matthew Kachuk? Maybe that's why they need the Prawn money. Of course, you needed to bring back uh, Nick Letty. You needed a defenseman. That, that weighed into it. So we do understand there are reasons why David Perron wasn't re-signed, but at the end of the day, he's not here, and that's going to be a major hole in this lineup if it's not replaced. So uh, I think from an emotional standpoint, a fan favorite standpoint, a hole in the lineup standpoint, so many reasons why it's disappointing. JR, I, I thought that all of the people that you had on your list were legit. Did you get a lot of grief? And I, I remember walking into the old arena the day that Liut got traded and Susie Matthews said this one hurts the most and it was devastating at the time but I I I have no problem with the list did you get a lot of grief though a little bit yeah uh, and we expected it you know originally uh, Tim Beaver from uh, St. Louis Blues History Twitter account we sat down at lunch one day and uh, and put together the list and originally we were going to go with 10 guys and we felt like we had to stretch it to 15 just to get a few more guys on there but even if you stretch it to 15 you've probably left some guys off. So, you know, whether you have it at 10, you expand it to 15, I think guys like Leute for sure could have been on there. I feel like uh, Curtis Joseph was another guy. Mm-hmm. Heck, uh, our good buddy Barrett Jackman, you know, he doesn't get re-signed, goes to Nashville. You know, as a, uh, as a 70s kid, Gary Unger. Gary Unger is, is another one. What we wanted to do, and, you know, right or wrong, 
we wanted to cover as many eras as we could. So we had, you know, uh, Red Berenson in there. You had the Federico Mullen, Gilmore. You had those guys in the 80s. Then you had the Keenan casualties in the 90s, <laughs> uh, Prong, Pronger in the 2000s. So I felt like we covered a, a lot of eras. And, um, you know, that was kind of a, another point of emphasis. So definitely three or four guys that you could have had on there. And Liut being one of the, the top ones uh, I can think of. JR, I was a, a little bit surprised to see David Prawn ahead of Alex Petrangelo. He was a captain, first player to hoist the cup in St. Louis Blues history. Do you think the, the Blues realize how much David Perron is going to be missed? Yeah, I heard you guys talking about that earlier. I think so. I, I think that uh, even when Doug Armstrong has to make tough decisions, I think he, he's very familiar, has an awareness of uh, the fan base. He doesn't make moves, I don't think, based on what the fan base thinks, of course. Sure. Uh, but I think, he's, I think he's aware of it. So, you know, I, I really do wonder what it's like to be Doug Armstrong in the 24, 36 hours leading up to when he knows this is going to become reality and it's going to be announced and people are going to have their reaction because he knows that that's coming. Uh, you know, just like other guys on that list, you know, Mike Keenan knew there was going to be a reaction when, when he moved uh, Brandon Shanahan. Uh, so I think this is the case with a lot of these guys. It's just that they can't tie those themselves to that, you know, to the to the reaction that they're going to get from the fans. But he's definitely aware, as as you can imagine. Jr. Last thing for me, I'm assuming from the outside, and I haven't even talked to anybody from the Blues since all of this went down. But I'm assuming that their team is put together, and this will be the group that we will see at the start of training camp. Is there a move for the Blues to make before training camp or during training camp? So, like, are you at the bread company looking over my shoulder here <laughs> at my screen? <laughs> like, these are a lot of similar questions. Uh, no, I think it's. Uh, I think if you had to, you know, pick one side, if, if somebody said, hey, look, you have to tell me, is this the team or is there for sure a move coming? I think you'd have to pick this is the team. That doesn't mean there's not a move coming, but I think the options are pretty limited, barring a big blockbuster move, you know, like a Tarasenko, which is always possible. Uh, but I think if you had to pick a side, you'd have to say this is a, this is the team. I think Doug's going to uh, allow this club to go into camp and let some guys like a Jordan Cairo say, hey, I'm ready to be a more consistent player, you know, get a Scott Perinovich in the lineup. You know, I think even though they're in that championship window, they feel like you have to continue to evolve and guys will kind of ascend into these roles. You know, it's tough, I think, for fans, media on the outside to say, uh, yeah, it's going to work. Everything's going to be fine, like Doug thinks it will be. But uh, at some point, if he spends $82.5 million of ownership's money, Randy, he's got to say, look, these are the guys we're paying to get the job done. they got to do it. Well, a last thing for me, JR, speaking about moves that are still out there to be made, are you surprised that Nazem Kadri still isn't locked up somewhere? All reports are saying that it looks like he's heading to the Islanders, but I'm kind of surprised that that wasn't a move that was made earlier in the offseason. Yeah, definitely. I would have thought that Kadri would have been announced, you know, the first day of free agency, wherever he was going. It, it, you know, a guy like that. Um, you know, two things. One is it's so hard to move cap money. I think the Blues found that out. Other teams found that out. You know, if, if you could move cap money, maybe you could have brought a Matthew Kachuk in. Um, but the other thing to keep in mind here is the New York Islanders. Lou Limerell does this every single year. He doesn't announce who he signed. You know, they've got, you know, lots of cap space every year in terms of uh, announced cap space and announced signings. And then all of a sudden on one day, whenever it is, they'll announce like six signings. They'll eat up $20 million of their space, and, and these deals are done. So is Kadri on that list? Is he one of their guys? 
Uh, we don't know if it's that or if it's uh, another team trying to move cap to sign them, but likely one of those teams. But definitely, definitely a, a huge surprise that here we are in August and Kadri's still not announced. JR, always great to have you with us. Thanks so much. Your work is great. And if people are at the Breadco right now, just go over and say hi to JR. If you're around. <laughs> yeah, anyway, yeah you're buy him a bagel. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. Hey, Shaggy, buy eat a bagel. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, hey, JR, we're, we're, this is like the, uh, the, the athletic segment because we've got Katie Wu coming up. Oh, that's awesome. Hey, tell her this for me, if you don't mind. I always tell baseball people I'm lucky to cover hockey for two reasons. One. There's no rain delays. I don't sit at the rink until 2 o'clock in the morning because we have something called shootouts. And then second of all, we don't have doubleheaders. We're never playing a doubleheader in hockey, so uh, I don't have to sit at the rink that long. So we'll, see if you can rub that in her face a little bit. We will point that out to her. All right, JR, have a great day. Thank you, sir. Thanks, sir. See you. Our friend Jeremy Rutherford from The Athletic on 101 ESPN. Hi, this is Chris Howard, host of Plugged In with Chris Howard. The college football playoff committee made their decision on Sunday, and as much as I loathe the idea of Ohio State losing their way into the college football playoff, I 100% agree with OSU making it in over Bama. Nick Saban citing some hypothetical point spreads to prove his point that the tie deserve a spot in the college football playoffs holds little substance when you consider Bama's best win is over Texas. No, the committee got it right. TCU had a great season with far more ranked wins than Bama and didn't deserve to lose their spot after playing a surging Kansas State in a championship game. And Ohio State, while not playing some of their best ball later in the season, was still 12-0 until they came face-to-face with my Wolverines. While the college football playoff system isn't nowhere near as good as it could be, it's better than what we had. And in a few years, it will be better for all of college football. Hi, this is Chris Howard, host of Plugged In with Chris Howard. Get the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there. From football to basketball to soccer and esports, we've got it all at BetOnline.net. And if you love sports podcasts, you can find those at BetOnline as well. And don't forget, BetOnline for the NHL, MMA, boxing, and golf. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more. BetOnline, where the game starts. Hey, hon, what you doing with your fun? Do flowers have best friends? I don't know. Hey, look. Whoa. Some answers can only be found in nature. Discover the unsearchable. Visit discovertheforest.org to find a trail near you. Brought to you by the United States Forest Service and the Ad Council.